0: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us uh, on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I do want to remind you we have two other podcasts for you to listen to. There's The War, thewar.greatdetectives.net, as we enter our final three weeks uh, with uh, programs uh, that aired between VE Day and VJ Day. And then there's the old-time radio superman show at laserandsword.com. But now, it's time for Pursuit. And today's episode, original air date, November 20th, 1951, Pursuit on the Night Ferry. And
1: now, Pursuit!
2: Pursuit. A criminal strikes and fades quickly back into the shadows of his own dark world. And then the man from Scotland Yard the famous Inspector Peter Black, and the dangerous, relentless Pursuit. When man hunts man. In just a moment, tonight's story.
3: Keep it clean with energy. You can't look your best if you have dirty grease spots on your clothing. So use Energine cleaning fluid to make grease spots go right before your eyes. EnerGene is unsurpassed for use on suits, ties, dresses, blouses, upholstery, rugs. Contains neither acid nor caustics, can be used to clean almost anything you can think of, including silk, rayon, velvet, and lace. Remember, EnerGene gets it clean, so keep it clean with
2: EnerGene. Now, with Ben Wright starred as the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, we bring you tonight's story, Pursuit. On the night ferry...
4: Le restaurant. La voiture à Bruxelles, monsieur. Bruxelles, merci. Vous en prie. Ah, ces trains anglais. C'est le bonheur de retourner chez nous. C'est la cuisine, c'est terrible, la cuisine anglaise. Alors. Oh, mais voyons, mon chéri. En te faisant d'habiles avec ta nervosité, tu vas détraquer l'estomac avant que cette cuisine anglaise. Laisse-moi tranquille, alors. Pourquoi tires-tu toujours sur mon
5: dos? What was that all about? One restaurant car. Just that all? In the expression, I thought it was something else. No.
6: Just a Frenchman unhappy with English trains and English cooking.
5: Nerve. Was she
6: telling him all? No. Literally, she said, My darling, it is that you will destroy your stomach with the gall from nervousness before the food enters. Ugh, oh, revolting.
5: What's the time, Black? Uh ten o'clock. I wouldn't mind a bite to eat myself. Oh, you'll have to wait until Dover for that. Only 40 minutes. Well, if something's going to happen, I hope it's before the channel. Ah, you get seasick, Mm Hudson. Violently. Don't talk about it.
6: (laughs) I won't. Look, uh, hang on here, will you? I'm going to see how Moffat's getting on. We had boarded the night ferry express at 9 o'clock, Victoria Station. There would be no halts until Dover, at which point the train would be run aboard the ferry and transported across the English Channel to Dunkirk. From there, it would continue through to Paris. Somewhere then, between our present point and our final destination, we were expecting trouble. Scotland Yard had received word from an informer to the effect that the night ferry was to be held up on its run. At what time, and exactly where, was not known. And so a railway police inspector, George Hobson, Moffitt and I, as well as ten other men, were making the journey in the hope of intercepting any attack. Hello, sir. Oh, everything quiet, I've Nothing doing up here, sir. Right. Well, unless they're planning to stop the train when we get over to France, I don't think that I <laughs> look out. Oh.
1: Well I'll be up that
6: Hey, there. a light up ahead. Something on the rails, I think. All right. You jump for it the second she stops, Muffet. And have your gun ready. <laughs>
3: Your own doctor can tell you that blood deficient in iron cannot do the job it must do if you're to act and feel your best. Blood deficient in iron causes that youthful blush of color to fade from your cheeks. It puts an added burden on your heart, makes it work harder to keep you going, and it robs your body of energy and vigor. So if your blood is deficient in iron, if it's making you pale, tired, and listless, use an iron tonic, ironized yeast, daily. Regular use of ironized yeast tablets provides you with iron in such abundance that your faded anemic blood is transformed into a rich red bloodstream that restores the vital energy and vigor that once were yours. Pallor, tiredness, and listlessness may be due to other causes, so to be sure of your condition, see your doctor. But if your blood is simply deficient in iron, and if you want to regain your old-time color and energy, try ironized yeast tablets. Now available in half-month, one-month, and two-month packages for as little as four cents a day.
6: It was ten minutes past ten when the Night Ferry Express pulled to a halt somewhere between Maidstone and Ashford. The countryside, which stretched away beyond the rails, was lost in darkness. As prearranged, our men took up their posts to protect the fourteen cars of the train. Two additional armed guards attached to the British Railway Service were in the baggage car. I ran down the cinder bed toward the level crossing upon which a lorry was standing. Inspector Hobson joined me a moment later.
5: Anybody see anything?
6: No, not yet. The conductor's over there. He's looking.
5: I don't like it. Well, where's the lorry driver?
6: Doesn't look hmm. as if there is one. Well,
5: that's
6: funny. It well, might be an accident. Flat tire there, the lights on driver
5: could have gone off to get help. Pretty coincidental.
6: Yes, I know.
5: Uh, Over here. It's all clear, sir. If we can give that thing a shove off the rail. No
6: sign of anybody? No, not a soul.
5: Can't hear anything down the other way. False alarm, thank goodness.
6: Uh, Just a moment.
5: Moffat. Yes, sir?
6: Uh, You got another man there with you? Yes, sir. All right. You send him up here to give us a hand and keep your eyes open. We moved the lorry off the rails and over to the side of the road. Then we went over it thoroughly. Apart from a few empty fruit baskets, there was no indication that the thing was any more than it appeared. A stall lorry with a flat tire. But it was flat because the valve had been removed. It remained to determine exactly why. We boarded the train again, and I made a careful check of each car, including the baggage. It was absolutely certain that no one had got on the train during the five minutes halt. Muppet, Hobson, and I went to the restaurant car to talk it over.
5: Well, yeah, we are going to be in for
6: it, all right. I know. What the devil reason would they have to stop the train but not try anything? Ah. I guess late getting into Dover, sir. Well, there wouldn't be much point to that, Muppet. The station's too well lighted. Five minutes one way or the other wouldn't affect that. Uh, look here, Hobson.
5: you had any other big robberies in the past year? Oh, nine months ago, the Golden Arrow. It happened on the French side, though. She was stopped about 20 miles out of Calais. Oh? They knocked out the baggage car men and made off with of quite a bit. You ever get them? No. That's worrying me. It sounds as though it could be the same gang. Do you have any idea who they are? Uh, French? English? No. Didn't leave a clue. Didn't speak. Five men, all masked. They were on and off in less than five minutes. Well, it might be the same lot, then. You think we'd better put another man in the baggage car? Well, good idea. Hello. Huh? Look. The Frenchman who doesn't like our cooking. Oh, I... Uh... Looking for somebody. Yes, ah, you, I think. Monsieur,
4: monsieur, please, which of you has the pleasure of being le chef inspecteur noir? My name
6: is Black, sir. Pardon, I
4: speak English so very bad, is it not? Je demande si vous. I also beg, alors, that you donate to me an explanation.
6: An explanation?
4: We have the stop made, n'est-ce pas? Et puis, for why? It is not scheduled. Oh, there's nothing to worry about, son. Uh, this the conductor also has told me, but... I'm not satisfied. How you say I am dangerous. I beg your pardon? Upon my person is carried uh, with all formality, Jewels of great worth. Uh, just a moment, sir.
6: Perhaps it would be simpler if you explained in French. Ah, bon,
4: mais oui. Et puis je demande protection pour moi... Mes pierres précieuses et ma femme. Nous allons à Paris. J'ai peur de voleurs pendant le voyage. Ce train est supposé de faire au canarès d'œuvres et d'un quart. Vous êtes un bijoutier, monsieur et Oui. J'ai apporté ces joyaux pour vendre à Londres. Quelques pierres, je ramène à Paris. C'est une fortune considérable.
6: Attendez un moment, monsieur. Euh. Hobson. You got the passenger list handy? Oh, yes, what's up? This well, gentleman says he's a jeweler. Evidently, he's carrying quite a bit with him. Now he's worried. He thinks somebody might have got wind of it and wants to rob him. Well, what's his name? Uh, 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 oh. Votre nom, s'il vous plaît, monsieur. Uh, oui.
4: Robert Rudier, compartiment 10. Et ma femme, Martine
6: Roudier, compartiment 10. Ah, matière allemande. Bon. Uh, merci, monsieur. Uh, Roudier, Robert Roudier and wife Martine. Ah, Rudier,
5: Rudier, Rudier. All right. Robert Roudier, jeweler. 23 Rue César Franck, Paris. Well, it looks all right. He has a permit to transport the stuff in and out of England.
4: Ah. Eh bien, nous mettrons un de nos hommes au de votre comp- compartiment, monsieur. Uh, merci, merci. Bien, je dormirai pas avant que mes pieds touchent la terre la batterie. Mais,
6: mais, merci. Il n'y a pas de quoi, monsieur. Bonsoir. A little round Frenchman waddled back swaying a bit with the movement of the train and disappeared at the end of the car. Twenty-five minutes later, we pulled into Dover. To that moment, there had been no alarm. The twelve sleeping cars were shunted onto the ferry, and at ten minutes to twelve, we moved out from the dock, and the channel crossing was begun. It was an unusually calm night, but rather foggy. I took the opportunity to go to the upper deck for a minute or two to get a breath of sea air. I'm so sorry. sorry. It's my
1: fault. <laughs> Fog really closes in out here, doesn't it? Yes, runner. Uh, Cigarette? Oh, thank you. Traveling on the train? Uh, yes. Uh, I look forward to this part of the trip. It's a relief. I say, I was on my way to the lounge. Would you join me for a whiskey and
6: soda? Oh, I, I should love to, but I'm afraid I can't just now. Oh, Shame.
1: Well, I hope we bump into each other again. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
6: as I came to that my thought was one of annoyance. I was lying in the lounge. Several faces hovered above me. Stranger on deck, Moffitt, Hobson, and two other of the railway police.
1: I say, old man, are you oh. all right?
6: Uh, yes. Yes, quite, thanks. Uh, Moffitt, what are you doing up here? Hobson. Oh, we heard a row. Someone shouting there'd been trouble on deck. Oh, blast it. That's probably why I was conked. He wanted to get a few of you out of the way. Uh, uh, you two men, uh, go down below.
1: I was just coming into the lounge when I heard something. I ran back and you were lying there. Yeah,
6: that's awfully good of you, sir. Uh, uh, did you see anyone?
1: No, afraid not.
6: Ah, uh, well, come on, Hobson. Muffet. it. Mm. sure you're all right, sir? No, I've got a beastly headache. I'd feel better if I knew what was going on. If anything's happened on the train, I'll feel worse. Sorry, Black, it was my fault. Was that chap who found me in the lounge when you got there? Yes,
5: all sympathy
6: and flutters. Well, I'll tell you this much. Before this ferry reaches Dunkirk, I'm going to go through every compartment on the train, check every passenger. This thing's gone far enough. Oh, I've got a nasty feeling that the people we're looking for got on at Victoria when we did. Why did they stop the train then, sir? Oh, And uh, you created a diversion. version. Uh, Hobson, you and I'll work inside. You start at the first car, Muppet. You'll take one man and check the other passengers on the boat. Those with cars, passports, identity cards, everything. Right, sir. If something looks queer, you detain them. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. Now, one of you got an aspirin. We managed to arouse the ire of a number of British and assorted subjects... ...who objected to so rude an awakening... ...but we didn't find a solitary thing amiss on the train. Hobson and I covered it from one end to the other. Moffitt returned with the same news. It seemed to be a disgustingly law-abiding ship. But my aching head told me otherwise. At half past three in the morning, British time... ...at half past four, French time... ...we docked at Dunkirk. At five minutes to five, the sleeping cars were pulled out of the ferry and the journey to Paris was begun.
1: I, I, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, no, don't blame you, Moffat. Where's Hobson? went back to the baggage car, sir. Just having a look about, be on the safe side.
6: Ah, we'd better relieve that man posted outside the jewelers' compartment. Send him back for a cup of tea in a sandwich. I'll, oh, I get you something? Yo, oh, I don't think so, Moffat. Well, let's see, it's uh, let's see, a quarter past six. We arrive at the Nord at uh, half past nine. It's getting light outside, sir. Yes. Well, another three hours odd, and then... Inspector. Uh, yes, what's up? They've been trouble, sir. Two cars forward. What? One of
4: our men's been coshed. A little Frenchman screaming has been robbed.
6: All right, come on.
4: Three or four masked men with guns. They've robbed everyone in the car from the sound of it. Women screaming, fainting all over the ruddy place. What about the robbers? I don't know, sir. Well, they're on the train somewhere. A couple of our boys went after them. I don't know what happened after
1: that.
3: It's really a pity that so many people who would ordinarily make fine impressions neglect one very important thing. A sparkling, winning smile. And many people who've changed their way of cleaning their teeth in an effort to prevent tooth decay have found that their once-winning smiles have faded gradually over a period of time. Now, this is hard for you to notice, but your friends can tell. So try using a dentifrice that does more than help prevent tooth decay. A dentifrice that also whitens and brightens your teeth beautifully, makes them really clean. And no dentifrice cleans teeth like powder. So try Dr. Lyon's Tooth Powder. And if you don't agree that it gets your teeth cleaner than your present dentifrice, that it whitens and brightens your teeth in a way that restores to your smile all of its old-time sparkle and brilliance, return the package and your money will be refunded. You can buy regular Dr. Lyons tooth powder, or if you want the best of the ammoniated tooth powders, buy ammoniated Dr. Lyons. No matter which you prefer, be sure you get Dr. Lyons and get back your winning
2: smile. Now, the second act of pursuit on the night ferry.
6: Sleeping car number 8 was a bedlam. The railway police detective had not exaggerated the condition. It took 10 minutes to ex- establish exactly what had happened, and this only when one of the pursuing officers returned from the chase empty-handed. He gave me his report in the vestibule at the end of the car.
5: Well, first I knew of it, sir, was when I wanted a number eight car. Mm-hmm. I saw Detective Parnell lying unconscious outside one of the compartments. The jewelers? Roudier. Yes, sir. Roudier came out and stood in the passageway screaming bloody murder. His wife did likewise inside. Did you see the bandits? Uh, no, sir, but Roger said they'd gone forward toward the engine. I ran that way. Another man joined me in the car seven. Well,
6: hadn't he seen the men run past him? He must have done it If it. Would... Uh,
5: no, sir. he stepped into the vestibule there for a glass of water. Oh, blast. Well? I couldn't find a trace of them, sir. Went right up to the first car. Everything was quiet as you like. And well, they couldn't have got off. Rudio
6: says they went forward. All right. We've only got seven cars and the engine to worry about. You stand guard here. Don't let anyone through to the back. No one. You understand? Yes, sir. Hello, Muppet. How's Barnell? He's coming around, sir. Where is he? In Rudio's compartment. Good. Hobson there? No, sir. He's further back questioning some of the other passengers. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, you tell him to give me a list of all the passengers who've been robbed. Yes, sir. Now, I want you to telegraph ahead to Paris. Garduno. du Nord. Have a detail of police there. No one is getting off this train until we get those men. Straight away, sir. Oui?
4: Monsieur Inspector. Ah, s'il
6: vous plaît, monsieur. Parnell, you feeling better? I'm all right, sir. Headache? Yes, I know what you mean. Did you get a look at any of
2: them? No, sir. I was just outside the compartment looking out the window when it happened. It's
6: all I remember. Oh.
4: Uh, please, it is that I am full of mortification. I am robbed by three large men. My wife loses her sense and hears you. You ministrate to the ills of a man who has let this be caused. They can't
6: get off the train, sir.
4: Now, will you give me their descriptions, please? <laughs> this I have done with the other policemen.
1: Chérie, faire le <laughs> lui de mon
4: medaillon.
6: Please tell your wife, monsieur, that we will recover her locket as well as your own belongings. Now, you feel up to it, Farnell? Mm. Yes, sir. Come along, then. We left the Rudiers in their compartment, exchanging voluble criticisms of the efficiency of British police. In the passageway, I stood a moment at the window, looking out. There was something odd about it.
1: A little to the left, sir. That's
6: it. And you were standing here? Yes, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Take my place for a moment. Yes, sir. Now then, as you look out, can you see me? Yes, sir. What about now?
2: I can still see you, sir. Ah,
6: Uh, Look, Inspector Hobson's just coming down from the other end. Can you see him? No, no, no. Don't turn your head. Just keep looking straight out. You tell me when you see him. No, sir. Oh, that's 20 feet away at least. Somebody coshed you from behind Parnell. Any one of those three compartments.
5: Well, they did a pretty thorough job, Black. Seemed to know which compartments to go to. Well, must have made a haul of at least 100,000. Well, they're not going to get off with it. Who occupies compartment eleven? Oh, just a sec.
6: Ah, James Nuttall, salesman. I see. Compartment ten is the Rudier's. What about nine? Nine.
5: Nine empty. Oh. Have you seen Nuttall yet? Oh no, that was my next stop. Oh, we'll have a look.
6: Empty. Hmm. Parnell, did you see him go out? No, sir. Unless... Unless he was the one who hit you. That would be the second time, then. But why would he have done that on the ferry? Perhaps for the same reason they stopped the train on the other side. Keep us off balance. Always wondering when it's going to happen. Then when it does, and it did, we don't expect it. Well,
5: Nuttall's only one. The Frenchman stated there were three masked
6: men. Yes, so he did. What about the other passengers?
5: What do they say? Well, they could only see the one man who entered the compartment. Uh Uh-huh. There might have been another outside, though, keeping watch. Well, the whole thing couldn't have taken more than three minutes.
6: Well, we'll see about that later.
5: Now, we're going to search
6: every car from seven forward. Two men at each exit as we move up. No shooting if it can be helped. I don't think they'll risk pulling the emergency cord. It's too light out now, but be careful. Again we searched, every compartment, every passenger. Cars seven, six, five, four, three, two. We made our way to the first car. And when we'd finished with it, we had nothing. The criminals had vanished. That's when I thought of the man who had sent Detective Cowie to the fore of the train in pursuit of the robbers. We doubled back to the rear again. I left a man outside Rudier's compartment and continued on to the restaurant car, which up to then had not been searched.
5: How do they think they could get off, though, when we reach Paris? Same way they got on. We haven't got any
6: proof. No positive identification. Now we have to catch them with the goods.
5: Now, by gum, look at that.
6: Having breakfast cool as a cucumber. Mr. Nuttall. Huh? Oh,
1: good morning, gentlemen. Hmm. Oh, your head, sir.
6: Uh... Oh, much better, thank you, Mr. Nuttall. Uh, would you mind standing up, sir? We'd like to search you.
1: Uh, oh, no, <clears throat> sir. That robbery business, eh? I heard about it from the
6: waiter. Yes. Nothing, sir. All right. You stay here with him, will you please, Moffat? I say, you don't... Oh, but I do. Come on, Hudson. This <sighs> disgraceful business. Somebody's going to hear about this.
1: Never heard of such a thing...
6: What's the idea, Black? I think he came here after the hold-up, gave the swag to someone, and sat down for breakfast. If I'm right, the second man should be in the kitchen. It was still early. The two chefs and a scullery boy were smoking in a corner. Three waiters were lounging about, idly folding serviettes. It was one of the waiters who gave away the show. As he saw us, his eyes darted to a rubbish bin. One of these chaps, you think, huh? You, uh... Keep an eye on the waiter. That one.
5: Roger.
6: Ah, got it.
5: Uh, look out, black. Oh.
6: Ah. No. Eh bien, mon ami, je vous arrête. Qui sont les autres impliqués Je ne comprends pas. Je suis innocent. Oh, he says he's innocent, Hobson. Yes. Bring him along, will you I think he'll talk. Monsieur Roudier, we have recovered your jewels. You... You... Have oh, I'm delighted. Are you really well, then, perhaps you don't mind explaining one or two points to us. Explain? Yes, for example, why you sent the detective the wrong way after the attack. Oh, but it is the way. Oh, no, sir, it is not. If your story of the robbery were true, you couldn't possibly have been robbed and stood there outside your compartment without noticing in which direction the men ran. I am suggesting that you designed the robbery. You posed as a victim and then watched as Mister Nuttall and a waiter held up the other passengers. That you handed your jewels to the waiter as he ran back to the restaurant car in order to verify your story. Why? Why should I do all this? Because there was no other way for you to get the stolen property off the train. The customs searched luggage at the gare du Nord. It's doubtful that a rubbish bin would be investigated. Idiotique, idiotic. Bring in the waiter, Moppet. Yes, sir.
1: Robert, who is he? Tête, toi. Hey, where are sir?
6: Ah. Eh bien. Vous identifiez cet homme? Oui, monsieur Roudier. C'est Louis qui m'a engagé. I think that will be all, monsieur Roudier. Put the handcuffs on him, Moppet. We later learned that Roudier had spent two months planning the robbery. The halting of the train and the attack made upon me was as we had suspected. At the trial, evidence was brought to light linking the same gang with the earlier Golden Arrow train robbery. Strangely enough, Madame Roudier was exonerated of any part in the crime. As a true continental wife, she had been completely oblivious of her husband's business transactions. Pursuit. And the pursuit is Ended.
2: Pursuit
3: is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis and is written by Anthony Ellis. Music was composed and presented by Eddie Dunstetter. Ben Wright stars as Inspector Peter Black with Raymond Lawrence as Sergeant Monk. Featured in tonight's cast were John Daner, Lou Krugman, Jay Novello, Matt Bordman, Joseph Kearns, and William Johnstone. If your face hurts and burns and stings because of the scrape and pull, scrape and pull the continuous scrape and pull of your razor over the same places time and time again, try Mole Brushless Shaving Cream. You'll find that Mole does two important jobs. Because Mole is a cream with real body, it sets your whiskers up in a way no skimpy, watery cream can match and takes the painful scrape and pull right out of shaving. And because Mole contains an abundance of soothing lanolin, it actually conditions your skin while you shave, leaves your face feeling refreshed and supple without a trace of burn or sting. When you shave with Mole, your face feels so fit, so clean and so vibrantly alive that you don't need an aftershave lotion. So for the greatest shaving comfort you've ever known, buy a tube or jar of the brushless shaving cream that combines real body with abundant lanolin ...and takes the scrape and pull right out of shaving. Ask for M-O-L-L-E,
1: Molay.
2: We invite you to join us next week at this same time... ...when Pursuit will bring you another dramatic story... ...of the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard... ...relentlessly hunting down those whose disordered passions... ...breed violence and murder... Another story of man hunting man when we bring you pursuit. Bob Stevenson speaking. This is the CBS
3: Radio Network.
0: Welcome back. Well, uh, kind of intriguing, a different sort of case here for Inspector Black as they're working to uh, prevent a theft and to catch the thief uh, before they get away. Typical thing is investigating, Uh, usually a murder after it's already happened. I should also mention here that uh, we had quite a few lost episodes between last week's and uh, this week. So uh, the ones that we missed, uh, pursuit of the Soviet embassy killer, pursuit of the parcels of death, pursuit of the thief who had a Conscience, pursuit of the Swandon killer, pursuit and the portrait of the young lady and pursuit and the woman who died alone. Um, so, uh, definitely quite a few missing, um, But uh, in another uh, solid episode of this uh, lesser known series, we turn to listener comments and feedback with an email from Lori, uh, who writes, I just recently discovered this app, and I really enjoy it. I've been listening to a different old time radio app, but I found that I enjoy the detective shows most, so I was glad to find your app and website. I was especially glad to see you're broadcasting the Pat Novak shows, which is one of my favorites. On a side note, I heard you mention that some people were not happy with the music, but I think it's a great touch. Don't change it. Well, thanks so much, Lori. I do appreciate you listening there. Um, that will actually do it for today. We will be back uh, tomorrow with Pat Novak for Hire. And join us back here uh, next Monday for another episode of Pursuit. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.